Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real phony gon' recognize, still, still recognize with. Like we always do with this time, I go for mine, I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. I go for mine, I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. I'm sitting on the TV, mama, 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 put this A trip through Liberalville. 
Come with me on a trip through Liberalville. Call it what you may. The ghetto, the hood, the block, the trap is nothing more than the outcome of liberal policy. If the Negro in the ghetto must eternally be fed by the hand that pushes him into the ghetto, he'll never have the strength to get out of the ghetto. That's Carter Woodson, and it's the premise for this article. Now, when most people think about Liberalville, called by one of the aforementioned nicknames, they think drugs, crime, trash, and desperation, low-grade public housing, limited job opportunities, and no chance at a quality education. They just forget to look at the equation. People plus liberal politics equals total degeneration. You need a better tour guide. What's really there, the liberals had. People of all faiths, colors, and creed, all with a basic need to belong. See, it's the same song from 8-Tracks, the Wax CD, the iPod. Living in Liberalville is hard, or is it? Let me tell you what I see when you remove the democratic elite. I see the poet. Feelings into verbs, action into words, a revolution has occurred in modern-day storytelling. His wit is hard to defeat, his desire makes it hard to compete, but his skill stays on mixtapes and side streets because we find value in the industry. I see the artist, a vision in his head, bigger than any paper or pad, graffiti formed on walls, and it's sad. We find no value in the art that he shares, so it stays in Liberalville halls instead of on museum walls. His property values continue to fall. I see the pastor. Broken and remade, no longer weighed down by past mistakes, saved and enraged. Those around him continue to fade from God's glory to government shade in an attempt to be made into what our Savior already promised. I see the banker. He never stepped foot out of Liberalville still. The boy can convert euros to yen and back to dollars again, accounting for inflation and taxation trapped in a situation where he doesn't understand the value of his instant computation. I see the politician on a mission to stand in opposition to anyone who would change the rules halfway through the game. He can rev up the folks, folks and gather the vote, but it's a shame. He has no power or desire until shots are fired and the people need someone to blame. I see the lawyer. Not court, but street-appointed masters of defense. Not bar, but street associates of common sense. In a pinch, he can play name that crime. He can list the charges, guess the verdict, and predict prison time. Dirty hands and deeds protected by a brilliant mind. I see the social worker. Two kids of her own, two of her brothers, never doing for self, always for others. I shudder to feel such a back-breaking weight. Low funds, short supply, and empty plates, and a support system that says, wait, fall a little further, then we'll save the day. I see the psychiatrist. Oh, she may be whacked out, she may seem, but for free she'll break down your dreams whether you asked her to or not. She spots those who pass with a swift kick in the ass and says, hold up, not so fast. Your mom did it and so did I. The answer to your problem is not getting high. It's doing more than just getting by. I see a promise. I see a possibility. A promise and a possibility with a capital P and potentially the only salvation for our community. Welcome, everybody, to the KIRP Radio Show. I'm your host, Pudgy. You guys know how we do it, man. Every week, same time, same place. You guys know we do a B.I.G. on this show, and I definitely appreciate you guys rocking with us this evening. That was Liberalville. I, I know that my regular listeners have heard that before. That was Sonny Johnson in her ballad called Liberalville. And Liberalville is a place where uh, <laughs> some wonderful, some very wonderful things exist, man. Liberalville is a place where uh, a lot of us know uh, the, some of the neighborhoods that a lot of us grew up in. 
um, some places where we saw politicians only come to kiss babies and shake hands during election cycles, uh, where people would come when they needed numbers to march about issues that they didn't care to explain in detail to us. Um, Liberville is a place where everybody wants to be rich, but nobody wants to work hard for it. And then we get to criticize the people that do go hard to have a lucrative income. Um, Liberville is everything that Sonny just described in that video. And I thought that I would open the show with Liberville because I'm going to have Sonny on the show this evening, as well as Selena Owens, two very magnificent women uh, in this in this United States that are doing some great things, some very, very great things that are giving up their lives and their time to uh, to fight for this country in a different way other than the military. Uh, I, I often call it the battlegrounds on the home front. So, you know, shout out to those ladies, and they will be on the show here shortly. And welcome, everybody, to the KIRP radio show. All my, new li- not all my new listeners, excuse me, I can't even talk right. All my new listeners, B-I-G, shout out to you guys. You are B-I-G in my book, and you'll hear me say B-I-G a lot because that's what I do, and I am B-I-G. You know what I'm saying? B-I-G. And I like B-I-G. Can we get some B-I-G music? No, maybe not. Anyway, it is what it is. But uh, I got Kevin Daines in the house with me, man. Presidente, El Presidente, that's what I like to call him. I, I mean, I don't speak Spanish too well, but I know uh, uno, dos, tres, cuatro. I, I can say that. That's about it. But um, <laughs> El Presidente, president of the Frederick Douglass Foundation of NC, baby, holding it down in the studio with us tonight. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to get on the mic. He's over there working, man. He's got a laptop up. He's, he's got his Blackberry gone. See him scratching his head, his brain is gyrating and moving, he's thinking, he's plotting, make thinking of a master plan. That's what he's doing over there. But uh, you know, anyway, shout out to all my new listeners, man, and I pre- I appreciate you guys rocking with us every Sunday, eight PM. You guys make make us the number one black conservative radio show, Southeastern United States. And and it's important that I say it that way because there are a lot of uh, different radio shows out there. But if you look at online radio, they actually categorize them like that. So when you go to look at the stats, um, I have to be very uh, distinct about what I'm saying about this show. And we are the number one black conservative show in the southeastern United States online radio with over with well over three million one time listeners or and or participants and over 320,000 listeners out there. So, you know, we're doing great things in a short amount of time. We've been on the air for a little over a year. And, uh, you know, I think it's been uh, it's been beautiful. It's been wonderful. We've had a number of guests come through the show, some very magnificent people, some very intelligent people. Uh, not, not We don't have many people that come through this show that, that just don't know what they're not talking about. I mean, just, you know, you don't have people that come on here that are clueless. Uh, most people that listen to this show and most of the people that uh, attend this show or, or guest host or co-host with me, these people are very in tune to what's going on in this nation. And, and you know, that's what I take pride in with this show being very informative. Um, it's not all the way leaning to the right. You know, everything that, that we talk about isn't from the Republican perspective. You know what I mean? The things that we talk about are, are far and uh, it's very middle ground, you know what I mean? And, and you know, like I always tell people, you know, when we start talking about uh, political uh, affiliations or 
or, you know, what party are you dealing with or what party are you affiliated with? I tell folks I'm an independent. I lean right because I know my history. I know what the United States history is. I know a lot about world history, but I know a lot about the United States history, and especially from the black perspective, and I know who did what. I don't just go for the okie doke. I'm not your average black guy from the hood. I am from the hood. It is what it is, whether you like it or not. And I and I speak loudly about that because there are a lot of people that's from where I'm from that don't have a clue about politics, and they need to be shown. They need to be told. But first and foremost, they need to be told the truth. And I'm sorry, I'll never be a Democrat ever, point blank, period. Uh, these people, this party is is no. is, is just something that I'm sick of, just something that I can't stand. And I don't mean the people of the party. See, here's the, here's the, here's the important difference. And and I know I'm rambling a little bit, but I, I just, I'm excited because we got a, you know, we have an explosive show tonight, but, and, and the show topic is, Hey ladies, by the way, for all the ladies out there, but I just have to say this because it's very, very important that I put this out there. Very important that I put this out there. Democratic people aren't hateful. The people in the, Democrat, in the Democratic Party, not all of them, the people in the Democratic Party aren't evil. The platform is no good. The platform is bad. The platform is salty. It's like that meat that you buy that's too salty to eat. You know, you eat it, you're going to have a headache. You overeat pork, you're going to have a headache. So I equate the Democratic Party to some pork, to some pig feet, whole lot of barbecue, and, and you're eating it in 106-degree weather. Anyway, man, um, listen. I'm not all about Republicans. I'm not all about Democrats. I'm not all about independents. I just realized that in this country, we need to get together and educate folks with the truth and let them decide which party that they want to uh, deal with, which party they want to sway with, which party they want to align themselves with. But I'm just saying for me, I can never be a Democrat. I will never be a Democrat again. I feel in the Democratic Party, not by choice. Not by choice, our grandfather then, because we thought that's who we were as black people in, in the neighborhoods that I'm from. So now that I know better, and I've known better for quite some time now, but now that I know better and I know the facts, I'm out here to educate folks. I'm out to help teach folks folks uh, what's really true. I'm out here to help educate folks about what's really going on with different policies and from several perspectives. So you may hear me getting at the Republicans because I'm just me. You know, nobody gets a pass on this show. That's one thing for sure. Either you're right and your intentions are right and your intentions are righteous or not. You know, and everybody's intentions aren't always right. So anyway, I'm going to go to a commercial. But when I come back, I'm going to have the feature guest of the night, Miss Sonny Johnson and Miss Selena Owens. We'll be right back after these messages and after this commercial. And when we come back, folks, we're going to rock, man. We're going we gonna to let these ladies really tell you guys what it is because a lot of you don't know, uh, especially not from a female perspective. These these ladies out here, they go hard. So, you know, whether you like it or not, they're going to come on here and tell you like it is. But right after these commercials, um, we're going to let them break it down and really make you guys understand what it's like to be a female in the game and really doing your thing with all this hypercritical Everybody's got a comment. Everybody's got something to say. Everybody think they can tell you what suits a woman best. So we're going to let two beautifully 
talented, magnificent. Look, I can't even talk right beautifully. Let me go to commercial. We'll be right back. You're rocking with the number one black conservative show, Southeastern United States, the KIRP radio show, 619-638-8559 is the number. If you're listening online, hit us up, KIRPRadioShow.com. Also on iTunes podcast, KIRP KIRP radio show. We'll be right back. For all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. Sixty thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every one hundred ten children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at eight hundred four four two. Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. Contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 336 336- Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number, 336 675 
4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Falcons Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. To the KIRP radio show. Shout out to everybody out there who've been rocking with us, man, and who's back on the air with us after this commercial break. We're getting ready to bring up somebody very, very special. But not just yet. We're going to make y'all wait for a minute because even though girls run the world, I got the buttons on this show, baby. Now, nah, I'm just kidding. Welcome, everybody. Um, Sonny Johnson is in the house right now. One of the girls who is running the world. Sonny, what's up, man? What's up? What's up, chilling, chilling? Chilling, chilling. You've been on the go lately. Yeah, I know, man. Cold got me down, so I'm trying to bounce back now. Uh-oh. Oh, poor baby. I didn't know you were sick, man. I'm sorry. You know how it is. It's funky <laughs> weather. <laughs> Yo, man. Oh, man. You hear Kevin in the background? Kevin Daniels. Kev. What's up, bro? What's up, sis? What's up, sis? <laughs> what he said back there? Scared to get on the mic. I had him in the booth earlier. You know that? See, that ain't even fair. You know what? I don't even want to hear that. You know what? You, sis, <laughs> you just got to understand, man. You, you're a celebrity. I, you don't realize that yet. <laughs> I can't just invite you to come get in the booth with us and just come rap. You know what I mean? Actually, Selena posted. You know what? Selena always is on the show also. And uh, she posted that William can rap. Her husband, William. You remember William from, this, from the um, show? Uh-huh. No, I don't know. But wait, she said William can rap, so we're going to ask her about that here in just a second. But, Sonny, introduce yourself to the people, man. We got a lot of new listeners since you've been on last, and I've been leaving you alone. I know I tug on your shirt tails a lot and tell you, hey, I need you to come on the show because I just feel good when you come on the show and drop some jewels. It, it makes me feel better. Make the week feel great. But uh, I've been leaving you alone because you've been on the go. So <laughs> let the people know who you are <laughs> and uh, First, where you coming you, from. You wait know. a minute. See, I let, I let you talk, but don't you dare insult me like that. What are you talking about? Yeah, you talk about some soup now. I'm, you know who I am. Don't play me like that, already or not. Yeah, I mean, you know, but you're still I'm a celebrity. Sis, and I'm sis, and we go there. Ain't no celebrity in this. <laughs> Star. Star, to me, okay, you see, 
Man, see, this has got to be what a lot of people must go through, like, when they have a celebrity for a family member. Because <laughs> it's like they're trying to tell you they're regular, but you know they're not regular people. Everybody out there who's listening, all 3 million, 3, 3 million plus 320,000 listeners on a regular basis, do you guys hear this? See, you've heard Sonny before, a, a lot of you, but a lot of you haven't. So she's refusing right now. Get your blogs ready. Get your blogs ready and go ahead and put Sonny Johnson comes on a black conservative show and she's racist. She don't even want to tell people who she is on this black show. You see how these conservatives do? You see what I mean, people? I told you conservatives were racist. Y'all make me sick. <laughs> how much do we hear that? Like, how many times do we hear that nonsense, man? You a fool. <laughs> I'll pass. I don't pay attention to them haters. They could call me what they want to call me. I've been called worse by better people. So, <laughs> what's the weirdest thing somebody has said to you? I- insulting, insulting. Just, just, you know, no response, right? It just made you look at them like you just don't know. Mine was porch monkey. Whoa. Mine was porch monkey because I'm sitting up there looking like your little ghetto self ain't never even seen a monkey. How you know what a porch monkey <laughs> look like? <laughs> Go to the Porch zoo. Monkey? Get some, yeah, Ooh. go to the zoo. Get some culture or something. You ain't even seen a monkey want to call somebody a monkey. Man. You see Michael Jackson. But, yeah, whatever. I, I, I ain't got no time for it. Like I said, I've been, I went through my youth. I went through my teenage years being called names. So, you right. know what I'm saying? I, I Let me act like a juvenile back. I'm Robert, you're glue. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you want to act juvenile? My, act juvenile. How about that? Oh God, I know you are, but what am I? And your mama too. But anyway, anyway, all right, we got the <laughs> folks. We're having a good time, man. Six one nine six three eight eight five five nine. We on the air with Sonny Johnson, KRPRadioShow dot com, world renowned, nationally spokesperson of whatever topic you give her. I call it a hip hop historian. But Kev over here spitting bars too. But anyway, Sonny Johnson on the air with us, and she rocking with us in this topic of Hey Ladies tonight. And uh, we got a few things to say, but we ain't going to get really too in depth of it right now. We're going to get Selena here on the line, and we're going to do this together. But Sonny, please let all the new listeners know who you are, how they can find you, and how you got started in this, if, if you don't mind. Okay. You put me on the spot. Here we go. You Thanks. can find me anywhere. You can find me on Twitter, on Twitter, Facebook. I'm the only two social networking I do, so you'll find me there. And just it's under my name, Sonny Johnson, S-O-N-N-I-E. I've been in Sarah Palin's Undefeated. I've been in um, Fire from the Heartland, which was a conservative, uh, conservative documentary about women in the movement. Yeah. Um, I am the newest politichick. Hey. So if you take the chance to go check that out, politichick.com, and they have my very, um, my very first episode posted there, so you can check it out there. I also run my blog site, thisyousaythat.com. You can find me there. I'm writing for the big, so you can find me there. And if you want me in your city, get in touch, and you can find me there too. So there you go. So for all my new listeners out there, that is Sonny Johnson, S-O-N-N-I-E, Johnson. If you can say Johnson you I'm sorry. You know I don't do the self-promotion thing. I get I, you know that's hard for me. It, it is. You know what? And you're very humble. Like, all jokes aside, you are extremely humble. And you have done a lot of things in a very short amount of time, let me tell you. 
So God's definitely blessing you, man. And, you know, we do a lot of laughing and joking, but you know it's all love over here. We definitely have your back. You have full support from me and, and every team that I'm a part of. And if they don't like it, they can't rock with me. That's just how it is. Um, at the end of the day, you're doing God's work, whether other folks like it or not. And I think that's a beautiful thing. We also want to introduce to the show folks all the way live from wherever she's calling from, the great, the magnificent, the 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 uh what did Tom Jonah call herself the fly jock because she's all over the place a broken water pump can't stop her a late plane can't stop her it is Selena Owens welcome to the show Selena how are you what's going on sir I'm good how are you I'm beautiful thank you thank you thank you everything is great the weather was beautiful today I got on my bike for a little while I, I sold my other bike Selena and I had to see it go bye bye on that trailer and I almost cried I had to grieve yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I ain't a punk, though. Let me stop. So, Selena, welcome to the show, man. Welcome to the KIRP radio show. Sunny's already on the line. She did an introduction, and we insulted her because her. conservatives are racist, and we had to let her know how racist <laughs> conservative women are. And, <laughs> yeah, can't stand y'all. <laughs> oh, my God. How often? Aren't you so sick of that, Selena? Like, don't you get sick of that? Well, you know, I've spoken at over 250 tea parties and conservative events along, of course, with my husband, William, so I don't understand where they come up with racism. We're we're practically the only black and mixed couple that I've ever seen out together, so I don't understand. Not only are they coming against charges of racism, but when they see us together, they're also coming against the institution of marriage and the institution of husband and wife and lots of other things, so, you know, they can't brush that under the carpet. They can't brush it under the rug. And, you know, I just decide to be who I am and no, let people right. have have issues with it. But I, you know, do my best to be Christ-like to all. Hey, I see you jump right into it. Well, before we get any deeper into it, because you, you jump right in it and you got me fired up now. And I was, I was getting ready to come off with another sound bite. But before we do that, if you would, would you let our 3 million plus listeners know who you are, what you do, and how they can find you on a regular basis, if you will, please? Certainly. My name is Selena Owens. I'm the national spokesperson for Powerful, Beautiful, Fearless, the Conservative Woman Tour. This tour is comprised of conservative women, like-minded women, who seek to encourage and educate other women in the ways of conservatism and to stand for truth, morals, and values uh, for God's family and country in that order and not to be polarized by what the liberal left through media, uh, through presidential administration, through late-night talk show hosts, how they want to classify <laughs> us as otherwise. So that's... Um, and the reason why the, the name came to be that was because when um, it was being formed, you know, thoughts were going about what what really kind of defines conservative woman and how can it make an impact in the title. So that's how they arrived at Powerful, Beautiful, and Fearless Conservative Woman Tour. So um, the website is www.conservativewoman.net. Facebook Conservative Woman Tour. You can find all the information there. The website has just been updated, and it will be getting some more information on there. And uh, we are, you know, taking it by the seat of our pants, and people are coming out and supporting us. We uh, don't have a uh, huge organization sponsoring this. This is as grassroots as it gets. And as, you know, you know, we're just, Keeping it real like you keep it real. So No doubt. 
That's a big part of who we all are, and uh, uh, what a lot of people don't realize is that we keep it the realest. <laughs> you know, they just don't understand. We actually keep it the realest, and and when I say keep it the realest, it only means that we're righteous, um, we're factual, and and we're truthful. You know, we don't. There's there's no sugarcoating. You don't have to sugarcoat anything that we believe. We believe what most people believe out there without all the rhetoric. We don't need it because everything that we stand for is backed by facts, by actual facts. Actual history. So, you know, for all you folks out there who feel a certain way about a tea party, I challenge you to go. I always say go. Sonny, tell them about that time you got ran out of the tea party. Tell them about that. Oh, what you mean when the people were standing in line so they could shake my hand and hug on me and tell me to keep fighting? Hold on. No, no, no. Hold on. Nah, nah. Hold up. Uh -uh. Well, Selena, tell them about the time you got ran out of the tea party. Sonny, did we ever get ran out of a tea party? <laughs> no, I did. Hey, but I did find this chick that at, at, at one of the tea parties, she sells these custom made um hand these custom made handbags. Yeah. Where you can fit your gun inside of it and it's easy access in and out. That that I must tell you was was reason enough that you should go because you can see. Oh my goodness, I was like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's hot. I like that. See, for all the listeners out there, I, I couldn't. Sonny was talking too good about tea parties, so I had to let her go. And then I tried to ask Selena, and she couldn't tell me about the time she was ran out of tea parties. So I'm trying to figure when I was ran out of the one. But the only time I had to get, the only time I got ran out of a tea party is when people try to hug me too much. And they kept telling me they love me. And I was like, man, I got to go to work. And they was like, but Pudgy, I love you, but come here. And I'm like, hold up. Let me, I'm going to give you a hug, but I got to go. And then somebody else pulled me. And it was like the Soul Train line for hugs. So I boogie to the left. I get a hug. I boogie to the right. I get a hug. So that's the only time I ran up out of one. But people don't believe the hype, man. T you, know you know what? I do. You know, they did. They robbed me of my cards when I went there. And then they all contacted me and told me, keep up the fight. Now they follow me on Facebook and Twitter. And when I'm having bad days, they tell me they're praying for me. And, oh, I'm sorry. That's Oh, that's one of them good things. Again, my bad. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting mixed up in this because I have yet to go to a single tea party where I've had a single problem at all. I do have, I did go to one where a liberal came to me. Uh -oh. I asked me what I was doing, and I was like, what do you mean? And they like, you're not supposed to be here. And I'm like, then why are you here? <laughs> and he was sitting there looking at me stupid in the face. I was like, do you need to talk about something? And I sat and talked to him for about 20 minutes. And then at the next tea party event that I went to, he showed up there. Mm. And all of a sudden, he wasn't so bad against it. So, like I said, if you go yeah. and experience it, I, I, I take this challenge because, you know, they say, oh, you're just on this side of the fence. Okay, here you go. Here's the challenge. Go spend one day at a tea party event and then go spend one day at an Occupy Wall Street event. Ooh. And then you tell me where the more sane people at. Wow. I like that. So that's your challenge. Take both sides. Go to go to a tea party and then go to an Occupy rally, and then you tell me what kind of person you are. Well, you know what? I agree with that. But let me let me let me get into this a little bit, man, because there's been a lot of uh, there's been a lot of war on women uh, uh, quotes thrown out there. A lot of war on women. This. A lot of war on women. That. Let me just ask you. Let me. I'm gonna start with Selena here. Is there a war going on? Against women right now, 
I mean, where, where did all this come from? Because a lot of my listeners are asking me, and I said, well, you know what I'll do even better? I'll get two women that can tell you what's really going on, and you can hear it first person. Well, you know, there's a, um, if, I, if I may answer, there's what's perceived to be a war on women, mm-hmm. um, and there most definitely is. I like to rephrase that to say there's a war on conservative women Ooh. because each time a liberal woman says something and, and, and may come under scrutiny or what have you, she gets phone calls from the president or gets letters or a pile of something, okay? <laughs> but if the conservative woman, um, there is, you know, we don't have a right to be moms, you know, we don't have a right to be entrepreneurs, we don't have a right to be, you know, stay at home although your husband is at work, things like that. And they continually, and they, by they I mean liberals and, and all of their, you know, faithful followers, sure. want to consistently portray conservative women as not necessary to society, a throwback from some 1940s era that doesn't exist anymore. They keep trying to make it appear as though what we stand for is not relevant, pertinent, and necessary to society, when in fact it's the backbone of society along of, alongside, of course, the conservative man. So, you know, they take a jab and they keep taking jabs um, at conservative women. The reason I believe that happens is because conservative women are a threat. We, you know, we show forth who we really are to be. And when you stand for God, family, and country, that's that's completely against the agenda that's mm-hmm. trying to go forth now. There's, they want to take God out. They want to they want to take the family and uh, redefine the family. And quite naturally, they want to turn America into a socialist state. So, wow, that's a lot. That's a lot at one time. I mean, I, it's so, so many different ways I could go with that, and so many questions I have on top of that. But I, let me give Sonny a chance to answer this question before I come back with the question myself. Sonny, what's your take on this uh, quote-unquote war on women? I think that 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 I, you know me. I'm a secondary. I'm a secondary issue. They always want you to concentrate on the secondary issue, but they never concentrate on the primary issue. And the primary issue is that there is a war on women, but it's not the war that they're talking about. It's the war for the mother that has to figure out how to pay her mortgage or how to um, how to buy food for her kids, how to put gas in her car, how to be able to afford to send them to the camps and stuff that will help nurture their mind further past mm-hmm. what they already are. The, that's the real war on women. And it's the war for us to be able to manage our households. Mm. And the, our, our economy is the reason that there is a war on women. But they don't want you to think about the fact that you as a woman, as a head of your household, whether you're married or you're a single mother, either way, most of it, the women control the pocketbook in terms of paying the bills or making sure that the kids are um, the kids are taken care of. They have their clothes that fit, their shoes fit. You know, you, you have to buy them new books, and this is using me as an example. You have to make sure that you take care of them. And whether you are a single mother who has to figure out how to do all of this on one salary 
um, or you're a married couple and your husband is stressed out now because the labor force has shrunk so much that the people who do have jobs have to put so much extra on top just to keep their jobs, and so the family structure starts breaking down in that aspect. That is the real war on women. The real war on women is what this economy is doing to our families. Mm-hmm. But they don't want to talk about that because then you will have to put the record of this administration on the front burner to talk about what they're doing to fail women because the simple fact is there are a lot of women who decided they wanted to stay at home and be stay-at-home moms so that they could raise their kids. And with that, they took uh, um, a loss of income into mind that they they weren't going to be the richest family on the block. They weren't going to have the the nicest shoes and the nicest clothes and the nice. They took that responsibility on themselves. And now they they are also figuring out that they have to buy, they have to budget with less, and so it's the same thing for each group. And why they're trying to separate us yet again from, say, the working mothers and the stay-at-home mothers, the problem isn't going away. The problem is we have problems as mothers because we have no money to balance our checkbooks. We have no money to pay our bills. So mm-hmm. how about we solve that war? Once we get that war out of the way, then all of the other things. You stop caring about who's staying home and who's and who's not because your situation is taken care of. And I think that that's the mindset that we have to get people back to, thinking about what is best for your individual household because that is where the real war is being waged. Wow. With with just looking, I'm just going back to the debates here, um, the presidential debates, and and a year prior to that. Um, why isn't or, or let me ask you guys, Selena, it, it is politics. Uh, taking women candidates serious? Are they really taking women serious in politics right now? Um, we had Michelle Bachman, who I felt like did an excellent job. Maybe her PR department should have cleaned up some things before, in my personal opinion. Uh, we have Sarah Palin, who was way more qualified than any of the Republican candidates that we actually had out here or any of the Democratic candidates that we had out here, and look at what happened to her. So i, I got to look at these two powerful women, and, and I'm wondering, you know, one, is, Ameri- will, is, is America accepting of a female to be president? And is, is the people, the major, the major hitters in politics, are they taking women serious in politics right now? Well, Sarah Palin <clears throat> just was completely out of the box in so many ways, and she still is. Mm-hmm. She is, you know, the, the mama grizzly. She controlled the largest state in the country, and she defied her own uh, politics in her, her own po- uh, party's politics when she first got started. So it's precisely women like her, and as far and also grassroots women that women are like you. taking a stand. And that's kind of kind of a little bit about what our tour is about because you, you bring up an excellent point, and Sonny, you brought up a real good point too about the economy because the war on women, as she stated, does revolve around that. One of the reasons why they try to paint conservative women so poorly in all these other social lights, you know, we want to just take away reproductive health and blah 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 blah, and make us look like you know bimbos and sillies, uh, is because the top three issues of concern to women are economy, jobs, and national security in that order. In fact, mm-hmm. it was women who lost more jobs under the Obama administration, and women continually make less salary than men do under his administration. So she, that, that was a very valid point about how it affects the home. Your question, do they take women seriously? 
I'm not sure if it's not that they don't take women seriously, but is this Sarah Palin was said so different that she she threatens the all her own party's establishment? Let's yeah. Oh yeah. The way it is. Just say it the way it is. So that, you know, are they are they ready for that? Will they hand over reins to that? I'm not sure. I do know that a lot of people voted for Sarah Palin and did not vote for John McCain mm. <laughs> in that, 2008. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of people voted. Me. Yeah, me too. Against Barack Obama, and if had not been for Sarah Palin on that ticket, the base would not have been energized as it is today. And Michelle Bachman, following suit, you know, she heads the Tea Party Caucus. She does wonderful work in her state. She's been a, a of course, a great role as a mother, and in, in all of the things that she's done in her home, and in all the adoptive care, kids that she had, and things mm-hmm. like that. But you know, I, I'm not. I don't not exactly sure how I can answer your question decisively. I can only look at what has been has gone for you know, Geraldine Ferraro, a Democrat, was one of the first people to run for vice president on a Democrat ticket and that was right. many years ago. So right. you know, let's look back at that era and say, Was that era ready for a woman at any at any point? So if if liberal women would really, you know, consider all aspects of womanhood, they should have applauded Sarah Palin for at least getting to the next level that Ferraro was trying to get to back then. Mm-hmm. You know, at least she was nominated as, That's right. you know, the, the, the running mate, and, and she was going forth and almost made it there. So, Well, with, um, with your conservative women tour, um, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to come back to this question with Sunny too, because I have a spinoff question for her outside of this, but you brought up your conservative woman tour. Um, when people get involved with something to this magnitude, are they concerned about uh, anything outside of the tour, like any influences outside of the tour, or are they concerned about you know how they're going to be viewed, or what? What are some of the questions that you're you're asked when uh, when people want to get involved with the conservative women tour? The only question I ever have is, how can we help you? There's That's a what I people coming forth to step forward. How can we help you? We love what you're saying. I, I'm, see, they're, they're, how can we be a part of it? See, the, the path, if you, if you look at the signs, you know, the, the path has already been paved in some ways. Mm-hmm. It's not unusual for a woman to be heralding some things. It's not unusual for me or Sunny or Star or anyone else to stand up on the stage and say things because it's already an accepted norm right now. It's already acceptable right now. So taking it to the next level People want to know how they can become a part of this. They they don't question up one. They they understand there's no, you know, huge. You know, this is not being funded by large mammoth groups. This is not mm-hmm. an extension of the GOP. This is not an extension of one person and one thought. This mm-hmm. is powerful, beautiful, fearless conservative woman tour, and it's taking, letting women know, conservative women to in the face. Of everything you're gonna, you've been coming up against, and you will come up against in the future. Continue to stand for God, for family, and for country, because you are going to be attacked on all three levels. Like that. Mm-hmm. you are going to be attacked on that, and it's just a, 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 and it's also an offensive. Yes, defend yourself, but it's also we're also taking the offense. We didn't wait for anyone to say go ahead and do something like this. We're not taking marching orders, but from one person, that's God. We're, we're not, we're not. You know, we didn't wait for someone to say this is acceptable. This is, you know, to do this. Yeah. No, <laughs> this no, is see. not how that is. And when people become aware of it, they want to be involved with it. 
and they have come forth and showed forth with support in so many areas right now. It's it's the grassroots people. I think she, she, she hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. When you ask the question, do they take uh, women seriously, I think that the question should ask, have we reached the point where women just don't care whether you take us seriously or not? We're going mm-hmm. we're going to be a serious force, uh-huh. and I think that that's the threshold where we we've crossed because, especially as conservative women, we were separated. You know, you couldn't get it, it, it'll take you a while to get to your next conservative woman. But now that we um, have the ability to um, connect through social networking. We, our voice got stronger because we realized we weren't the only people that thought like this. We weren't the crazy ones. You know, we weren't the ones that um, were different from our families. We had our differences, but we didn't realize that there were like-minded women like us. And when we found those women, and, and not just the women, but when we found men who were standing up to be able to show an example of what a man is supposed to be, just like you and Kev, and then you had the women who are willing to stand up and show what it's like to be a conservative um conservative women and then you have both of these forces now that are in play and that's the that's the fear that's why they have to um they have to create the war that's why they have to they have to put something out there they have to put a shiny bow out to say, look at the bone, look at the bone. Don't pay attention to what's actually going on around you. But just look, look. It's racism. It's 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 classism. It's 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 something. But look at the bone. And when they get the whole public to look at the bone and argue about the bow instead of arguing about holding them personal responsibility for what they are actually doing to our country, that's when they went. When we allow ourselves to be distracted. But now at this point, we have it where. Um, especially with the women in the movement, we're not allowing them to distract us. There you go. And that's what the difference is. And like she said about playing offense and defense, that's my that was my main beat so much with the conservative movement. And I'm not going to even say Republican. The conservative movement mm-hmm. is that 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 you play defense. That they was always on defense, and it kicked me off because I'm like, you can't. You can't score from defense. You can, but it you it it, it 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 makes it counts on the other team having to make the mistake. Make an error, right? Instead of instead of you having a game plan and then going out and executing your game plan, and right. that's what the difference is. Because before they would tell us, oh, before they could they could have convinced us that Sarah Palin was a nut job. Because we wouldn't have had, we wouldn't have been able to access the information to get to her record to be able to see things like the undefeated. We wouldn't have been able to get there before, but now we can. So now when they try to paint her as a nut job, those of us who who know about her record, who know what she has done, right. we can defend her, and she doesn't have to come out and play defense. She comes out and plays offense, and then she has us defending her in the meantime, in between time. And that's the power of it. And then just like in Fire from the Heartland, you had, I mean, Michelle Malkin is on fire. Yeah. Um, Laura Ingram and was is on fire. Um, Congresswoman Bachman is wow. You know, I have my issues with Ann Coulter, but she's still out there reaching the people that she, you know, get to. And then you have this whole, this line of just conservative women, Deneen Borelli, um, Jenny, Jenny Beth Martin. All of these women that are coming out and saying, okay, we have our way, we're going to do it, we're going to attack this group, we're going after this group, but the one thing we have in common is when you attack one of us, you attack us all. 
and right. and and, that, and we're getting that curve in on social networking that is the minute that they come out with this war on women, as soon as they came out with it and they tried to put it on Twitter, what did the conservative women do? Stand up. We took what? it over. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, I, and know, that's the point. We don't care anymore whether you take us seriously. We we are positioning ourselves to whether you want to or not, you have to take us seriously. Now, you see, Pudgy, why it's titled Pound for Beautiful Fearless? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, you know what, man? I, I'm a victim. <laughs> I'm a victim. But you know what? I, I love to be that victim because this is a platform where I feel you guys can speak freely. I mean, you can just lay back, relax, have a good time, and speak as freely as you like. Not that you don't, but there's no pressure for anything. You know you're not going to get attacked, blindsided. It's not going to come. Yeah, you know, I mean, I understand what's going on. I'm, I'm seeing you guys rock, and I love everything you're doing. And, and you know what? And, and that reminds me, I also wanted to ask this question just a second ago. Why is it that, and I'm, from a male perspective now, why is it that the women are more fierce and have more attitude and the more sure and more solid about what they're doing? I don't know if you guys see that, but from my perspective, if if you look at what the men are doing, a lot of what we're doing today has been done before. A lot of what we're saying today has been said before, and it's violin music. It's elevated music. You hear it every time we get in a certain situation. You get the same old conversation, and I'm sick of it. But I look at what you women are doing, and it's fantastic. You're coming from every different angle. I really, if I if I look at both of you ladies for what you're doing, I, I look at conservative, beautiful women. I look at that group, Sunny. I look at what you're doing and and what you're doing with politics. Anybody from any walk of life can listen to you ladies, and they can understand where you're coming from. It doesn't always happen with the men. I don't know. Maybe we're just hardhead. You know, I don't know. But talk a little bit about what you ladies are seeing so far as newcomers, people who are coming up asking or, or, or making a comment, because I know you've heard this before. Well, I've always felt that way, but I didn't know I was conservative. Well, Let's just, before I start, I, I, I just wanted to um, spin on Sonny's comments about, you know, not being, not caring what people think. That's just precisely, one of the titles, that's precisely Powerful, Beautiful, Fearless. She doesn't care what people think. No <laughs> one's given her permission. No one's given me permission. And because of that, we're both free to speak out of our conscience and keep going with it. Um, so very, you know, point well taken, and um, you know, and, and even even with all of these movements going on, you have to be careful that nothing polarizes you or Amen. Um, uh, and defines you. The Tea Party movement cannot define me. Mm-hmm. The Republican Party cannot define me. Okay, I'm defined by by who I am, by whose I am, and whom I'm joined with, and the purpose to do what I do. And you know, you know, we can't be to come tokens. People will try to use us for tokens. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They will. Oh, I'm not laughing. I, I'm <laughs> sorry. You just—it it could have been me over here uh, moving my mouth, and those exact same words was coming out. So you know, that's what made me laugh because that's exactly that's. That's what we're up against. We're up against the people who want us to become bots. You know, they want us to be bots. They want us, they want us, don't join the Democratic Borg, you know, come over here and join the the Republican Borg. You know, and, 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 
And I'm like, no, you no, dude. I, I have disconnected from the system. I am not reattached to another system. And I think that that's the point. And I did not mean to cut you off because I agree so, I mean, 100% with what you were saying. That is the point where we're at right now is that if I wanted to be bigger than I am now, I could have been if I had just sold my soul. Absolutely. If I had, if I had sold my soul, I would be in campaigns right now. I would I would I would be doing other stuff right now if I had sold my soul, but I refuse to do it. Cuz I've had congressmen, I've had people come up to me and be like, "We're running this campaign. <laughs> I want you to be a part of it." And I was like, "Okay, what is you know, what do you want me to do? Well, we go we go go to this community." I was like, "You know, we're not. You know, you're not gonna have me make you a pit stop through a black community, and then you never come back again." And the people looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm not putting my reputation on the line for one election. What I'm trying to do is build an entire movement. So it's not one election. It's not one election where you're worrying about who's president. I want you worrying about who's on your city council. I want you worrying about who's in your mayor's office. I want you worrying about who you're sending to your state legislature. I want you worrying about who you're sending to the governor's office. I want those, those are I want you worrying about every single one of them. And then that is the only way you take the power from the federal government. If you can get the states working it back again with a backbone, that's how you break the federal government. Yeah. But it's going to take people at the lower level not caring anymore about what mold you're supposed to fit in or what you're supposed to look like or how you're supposed to be and just going out and saying, this is what I am, this is who I am, this is the experiences that got me to where I am, get behind me or get get out of my way. I hear that. See, folks, you see what I got to deal with in here? Two, and I got two of them. God almighty. <laughs> Jesus. No, I'm serious, though. I really didn't mean to cut you off. It's just 100% I was over here like, I could have said that. That is perfect. <laughs> you uh, know, I'm glad, it, I'm glad, you know, it, it, it made that connection there because we cannot be the tokens in the box. We can't be used because we have skin color, because we, you know, are, are, are not the usual and customary. We cannot be anybody's. Anything, and you, you can't be defined by that. Can't be defined by the tea party. There's constraints in everything. Don't don't think there's not constraints. There's always some sort of constraints. You know, there's leashes everywhere. We don't want to be put on a leash. We're not going to be put on a leash. And um, you know, every every movement has it starts to take on its own sort of attitude and atmosphere about it. And yeah. once atmosphere and attitude has been established, then that's kind of how it rolls. You have to understand, you know, who's kind of taking on that attitude and and, and and whatnot and whether or not you want to continue to be with that or what's going on here. You're going to be your own person and you're going to not roll with that for a while. So, you know, personalities get into everything. You know, people get into everything. But, Certainly. you know, the, the thing we can be thankful for is that if, if we can do our part where, where, where God has commissioned us to do our part, that's what we do. But to answer your question specifically, while Sonny was talking, I was thinking about how women particularly, usually in a movement, they try to, they, they, they really work deeply in it. I mean, even when Jesus came on the scene and he was, it was a movement for their time. 
okay, this new prophet out doing all of these things, signs and wonders. I mean, that, that type of thing went on a lot in their culture, but he was making some claims that no one had ever made before. And it was precisely the women who went into their purse and supported him. It always speaks of the women who, who did a lot of things. So it's not unusual. I think it's just inherent in our nature. Women do all the church dinners and get together and do lots of things. We sort of are social in that way, and we sort of can connect and bind and, and sort of, you know, rally in a, in a, in a very um, beautiful way. That's the way God has, you know, purposed it to be. So I don't find it uncommon when women take hold of something and, and, and do things where only a woman can. Then you have those women who kind of just rise up and, you know, for such a time as this or mm-hmm. particularly, you know, may, maybe it's, it's, you know, in that specific for women to do right now. That's the only way I can think of to answer it, because men certainly do their part and have done their part and continue to do their part. And I get uh, that. I, I think you guys are more powerful, though, in what you do, and, and, I, and I salute what you're doing, because, I, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I hadn't been in this thing all my life. You know, I've always been vocal and always been, you know, speaking out and involved with, you I know, being been in the ground game. So. <laughs> so, hey, there, you know what? I think 08 inspired a lot of new faces. <laughs> Definitely inspired a lot of new faces. 619-638-8559. You're rocking with the KIRP radio show on the air with Selena Owens and on the air with Sonny Johnson. Selena Owens from the powerful, the beautiful, and the fearless conservative woman. Folks, we'll be right back after this commercial. And when we come back, ladies, we got to cover two things. We got to cover Occupy and drum roll, please. Drum roll. Can I get a drum roll? Drum roll. for that, man. I appreciate that. We're going to talk about Michelle Obama, man, because i got a couple things that I want to ask. And I've been seeing some talk out here, and everybody's got their opinion. And, you know, I, I just want to know how you ladies feel about the first lady and, and the things that she's doing. Shout out to everybody out there listening to us, man. 619-638-8559 is the number. Got to read it out twice because I've been seeing some people comment saying, what is the number? I want to call in and talk to them. So there's the number so you can call in and talk to them, D-E-M. Shout out to all my people out there at the Frederick Douglass Foundation. KIRPRadioShow.com is the number. I'm sorry, here's the website if you want to hit us up on the web. We're also on iTunes. It's iTunes.com backslash podcast. KIRP Radio Show. Three words, K-I-R-P, radio, and show. You better get your mind right if you're looking for us. We're also on YouTube. Hey, you can find us all over the world, man. If you Google us, there's even some Chinese folks that listen to us. Shout out to all my people out there in China, baby. Chichi Wang Wang Wang. Sorry, I don't mean no harm and no disrespect. We got to go to commercial. We'll be right back in just a flash. Yeah. Without a hesitation If money talks I got my masters in communication But I don't punt it I run it for a hundred Ever since I was a young And been hungry It's Paul Bunyan You've been so fixed to plumbing I'm a beast in the game You run it And if this ain't what you call hip hop It must be bungee jumping East side on my arm Three stripes on my sneakers And even if they slip us They better be Adidas Sound shoe 
The number one online music tournament encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then... Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. Across America, the NFL and United Way are inspiring kids to get healthy and more active. Join the Play 60 movement. Pledge to Play 60 today at liveunited.org. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Did the little piggy cry wee, wee, wee all the way home? Your home. Oh, cool. Thanks, Mrs. A. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. K-I-R-P Radio! Remember this number, 9.8. That's not the time on the shot clock. For the seconds left in the game. It's not the number of times I will light you up. Nah, 9.8 isn't any of that. It's ounces. And that makes this the lightest ever. I believe you can tell a lot about our governor and lieutenant governor by the way they lead our state. We have great challenges facing us and need strong, courageous, visionary leadership to see us through. I'm Dan Forrest, conservative candidate for North Carolina Lieutenant Governor. As an architect, senior partner, and office president of the state's largest design firm, I was accustomed to solving complex problems for my clients. Architects are creative problem solvers, and that's what we need more of in Raleigh. And we need more business leaders, not more politicians. Over the past 10 months, I've visited the majority of the counties in North Carolina multiple times, traveled over 80,000 miles, Listen to thousands of North Carolinians share their solutions to the challenges we face. Did you know North Carolina ranks 41st in the nation in K-12 education, 36th in graduation rate, 43rd in unemployment, 38th in business tax climate, 42nd in illegal immigration? This is just not acceptable. I believe it's time to look at the failed policies of our current governor and lieutenant governor and demand real leadership for North Carolina. As your next Lieutenant Governor, I will tackle these issues head on 
and provides a strong, courageous, visionary leadership needed to lead our state through these challenging times. Over the next few months, I'll be sharing solutions to these challenges, and I hope you will take the time to share them with your friends and family and give me your feedback. I believe we can turn America around, and I believe we should start right here in North Carolina. I'm Dan Forrest, conservative candidate for North Carolina Lieutenant Governor, and I ask for your support. to the KIRP radio show. You rocking with your boy Pudgy, man. I forgot all my people out there in Twitter and Facebook land. If you're on Facebook, hit us up. Facebook.com backslash KIRP radio show. We're also on Twitter, baby. If you're on Twitter, the, the symbol is at symbol KIRP radio show. And you can get me at at symbol NC Pudgy. And I always say, do not be surprised in what I might say. Because chances are, you ain't gonna like it. But I'm grown. <laughs> it is what it is, man. Shout out to all my people out there from the Frederick Douglass Foundation. Shout out to my beautiful wife, Rosalind. Okay, I'm sorry. Nikki. <laughs> shout out to my beautiful wife, Nikki Miller. Also, shout out to my comrade's beautiful wife. What should we call her today? We got to say something that she ain't going to like. What's her nickname? Bookie. <laughs> Shout out to LaVonda <laughs> Oh my god I'm sorry folks I'm messing up out here man Shout out to LaVonda Daniels man Shout out to everybody else out there Who's rocking with the KRP radio show I know I'm getting people in trouble man But it is what it is that, That's what we do Trouble is our middle name And we love a lot of trouble But anyway all the folks out there You are rocking on the air right now With Selena Owens and Sonny Johnson Uh oh I think my wires, the wires are coming to the studio but I got two other women up here to back me up, and they're going to help me out today. Selena and Sonny on the air, and they're going to break some stuff down to you guys that you're probably not ready for. And the number one rule is right now I got one question for you guys, and you got to answer it in five words or less. All right? Five words or less. You ready? Uh, Hello? You You're know right? me. <laughs> like, you know me. Oh, I just want to make sure y'all were still there because I, I, heard, I heard some silence. I'm like, hold on. What's going on here now? What's going on? Um, oh, you know, in the RV and all, I just wanted to be sure there wasn't a lot of background noise. Sometimes can't help what cars are riding by or something. But um, oh, you know what? I think if, I think this stuff uh, drowns out background noise pretty good. So you know, you're okay, no problem. But I forgot you're traveling. Well, anyway, let me get to that. Nancy Pelosi, give it to me. Five words or less. Taxpayer <laughs> <laughs> <Black laughs> <pear> Botox. <laughs> <laughs> Um, clueless, selfish, moronic, and just uninformed. 
It just tears you up. It, it's, there's so much, so much that comes to mind. Don't it? I know it's so much that comes to mind. That's why I said five words or less because some people can really go in when you start talking about Nancy Pelosi. Oh my God! All right, folks. Here's what's going on, man. Michelle Obama, um, quite the diva, quite the diva. I think she's a beautiful. I think she's very intelligent. I think she's a heck of a woman. Seems to be a heck of a wife in public. Um, she definitely supports her man. I can tell you that. And she's doing some things on her own. Um, when I look at Michelle Obama, I can't help but to think that she's doing a lot of things right, a lot of things that I would like to see a first lady doing outside of a lot of the stuff that she says now. A lot of the speeches that she makes is, is really Obama-like. And I'm not going to get on that Barack Obama thing tonight because y'all know that's a touchy subject for me. I'll lose my brain. I'll start stuttering. I'll, I'll start sweating in here. We don't want that. But <laughs> I just want to I just want to ask you, ladies, how do you feel about what the first lady's doing out here? I don't. I, I I pay very little attention to her except when she decides that she wants to make rules that affect um, how we eat, and that's like the only time I I I, I have anything really to say about uh, about Michelle Obama because like the the, the message they say I get I get offended by it when people want to um, just you know like when I said about the uh, Nancy Pelosi and the Botox. I'm sorry, but that's something you choose to do. So if you get called out on your Botox, it's because you choose to go and get your face injected and look like a scary clown. That was your choice. She overdoes No, Yes, she does, and we pay for every dime of it. That's the sad part. But when they get on talking about, there are so many things you can talk about Michelle Obama. Um, as far as what she does policy-wise, as far as what she does um with a lot of the propaganda that she puts on um, the, the the kids' shows and stuff that she goes on. So there are things that you can talk um, talk about her if you want to criticize her. But instead of the critic instead of the criticism, I always like to point back to one thing. Uh, one of the only things that I really liked about her when she was when Barack was running um, originally for president, and she told the story about her father and how her how her father got MS. And she was like, and when my father, um, as he got older, he got sicker. And as he got sicker, instead of complaining about his sickness, he just got up an hour earlier to go to work so that he could make sure that he could take care of his family and provide for their needs and have their college fund put into place and everything. And I'm like, see, that's the example uh, that we need to be hearing about is the one where you are the father, you're the man, you don't complain. You say, this is what I have to do for my family. And instead what they would want to do is turn the men of America into saying, well, you know what, you're right. I may be a little sore today. Let me go and apply for food stamps and consider myself one of the poor instead of saying that I am a man and I is my job and my duty to take care of my family. And I think that, that that's the disservice is that the character of Michelle Obama was formed by a man who refused to um to complain. And now her role in life is to make men accept it. You know, upon upon not being of the same integrity as her father, and that, and if there's one thing that I can complain about, that would be my one thing that I would say about uh, Michelle Obama. Hmm. What about you, Selena? What do you think? Well, I, I have to look at first of all her ideology. Her and her husband share an ideology that's completely un-American. Mm-hmm. If you look at her husband's policies. You look at the things that she she touts. I mean, she's using our taxpayer money to go all over vacation. She's sending her 
kids to Mexico, 22 assistants. Uh, you know, I mean, I can do a lot with two assistants, 22 assistants, uh, to, you know, to do all these types of things. And she's never been proud of her country before, except for, you know, when he became, you know, the nominee or whatever. So her, her ideology is not rooted in American capitalism, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Instead, it's regulatory on, you know, what children should be. I mean, that's, that's great to have a, a thought about how children can be healthier, but, but don't insist and don't try to change restaurant menus because of government. Yeah, that's, that's a little false. That's, that's invasive of our privacy. And, there's, again, their, their ideology is socialism. Mm. You, you know, there's, I get there's that. a team in this. She's not purporting one thing and he's purporting another. They do it together. So, you know, her, and, and, you know, her socio, I mean, her, uh, her mindset is socialism. They're set on socialism. And I cannot endorse what she stands for in that regard. So, as Sunny said, you know, she, she, she was reared one way, but now they're touting something for someone else to be, you know, completely a different way. What is the problem with letting people choose, letting people live their lives, setting up balanced things? They can't do that. The Obamas cannot do that because that's not how what, what makes them tick. It's just not what makes them tick. The agenda hmm. is completely set against. It takes three years for, for Mr. Obama to, to pass a budget to get, to get people on. The, he, he want, they want to pass laws so that we know what's in the health care. They want to... Um, you know, well, whatever we got to do, no matter if Congress is with us or not, usurping our Constitution. These are this is big stuff, and she's tied right along with the big stuff. So every first lady pretty much has a little set of things that try to endear Americans to her, because yeah. she's the front for the president. She's the first thing they see. You know, see the president, see the first lady. They always have that little, you know, image. So I'm not surprised that she's planting her garden and doing all that stuff. Okay, that's her image, and maybe she likes gardening. That's cool. No problem with that. But the agenda is my concern. So I, I don't take her for face value. Let's just say that. Okay, yeah, that, see, and and that's 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 what I, that's the exact answer that I was looking for because I'm 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 really curious. I mean, it's something to say um, to a lot of folks, and and I gotta admit, even myself, when. When you have a first lady like, let's say, a Nancy Reagan with the, the Just Say No campaign, and then you have Michelle Obama with the wellness program. Now, when it comes to the private sector, like changing the laws for the for the benefit of the government in the private sector, I don't, or, or, or you know, for the mandate of the government for the private sector, I don't, I don't like that because, like you said before, that's that's a little bit overbearing. That's overstepping. That's to me at the footstool, at the footstool, uh, the footstool. Excuse me, of socialism. So th- those are the things that I don't like because I understand how how the government can take an inch, uh, uh, get an inch, and they'll take eight miles. You know, forget one mile, they'll take eight miles before, and before you know it, they've taken over. So I definitely understand that. But the perception to a lot of people out there is that she's doing something right, and a lot of voters. Look past what people are saying about Barack, and they look to Michelle Obama because, let's face it, to me, in my own opinion, this is the year and the time of the woman. Women are excelling far beyond what uh, a lot of men are today, especially at a younger age. 
Uh-huh. And but uh-huh. that's why that's why I say it's and when I say I don't pay attention to Michelle Obama, I say it, I say it for an extreme for extreme reason. It's because I'm I'm level I I'm I'm a little well I'm a little harsh, okay? So I have had when I get into conversations and 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 you start pushing me and rubbing me the wrong way, mm-hmm. you know I come out a little overbearing and it's something that I'm praying on, but I've, evidently God don't want me to get rid of it just yet because He hasn't moved me past it. All so right. I think I think that might be a little bit of my armor that he that he got around me that that is how I react and and when he's ready to take me out of that zone I trust he'll take me out of that zone. Sure. But I get that 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 angry you're angry black woman and and you know me I'm yelling back why aren't you angry you know you <laughs> should be you should be the angry one why aren't you angry but. When when that's the the level of the assault that's waged, and and I'm 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 with Selena on all of the fact of her ideology of mm-hmm. of of going against it, but my issue is when you make me have to defend Michelle Obama, then you are the one with the problem, you know, mm-hmm. because I should not. It should be I should be able to agree with you on what you're saying, like what Selena was saying when she took her policy bound. Mm-hmm. That's that's that's. That's truly acceptable. That's fine. But that's not the level of complaints that I'm... When I see the you making her a monkey, I didn't like it when when um, Condoleezza Rice was called a monkey. I don't like it when someone calls me a porch monkey. And I don't care whether I like her policy or not. I'm not going to be clapping and cheering for you when you make her into a monkey. Right. Because that is not the level of criticism where if that's where you have to be, then what makes you different from a liberal? Well, that's the thing. That's what we see a what lot is that the attacks, the attacks come uh, by the boatload. And, and see, I don't appreciate the empty, the assaults on women that I see a lot, whether it's Michelle Bachman, whether it's uh, Sarah Palin, and even Michelle Obama. So, you exactly. know, I, and, and that's why I asked that question to you ladies, because to me, it's it's the same thing, but on different party lines. Now, I'm not by any means, any means, and you know, y'all know me better than that. I'm not equating you to the first lady, not at all, especially not ideology wise, not at all. I'm not even putting you on that wavelength. I know better than that. But what I'm saying is the the way people attack you from the Democrat liberal side, or or just from the liberal side of things, or, or you know, towards you guys, is somewhat the same things that we see that's being done to the first lady. So I, I ask you from a female perspective, because you know the show is, hey, ladies, how do you talk uh-huh. to women? You, you know, how do you define the difference, and how do you talk to women when they introduce that to you and they go, hey, well, all I've been hearing is people attack the first lady, and it seems to be coming from the conservative side, or or it seems to be coming from the Republican side. So I hear what you guys are doing, and it, and it is great things, but what about this? So how how would you respond to women, you know, when they come at you like that? And, and the reason I ask this question, keep in mind, because for what you guys stand for, I think it's great for all women. I, I think all from I think women from all different makeups, all different backgrounds can really gather what you guys are saying. I mean, what woman don't understand powerful, beautiful, and fearless? You know, what woman doesn't want to say, "Hey, I'm a, I'm very positive, I'm very powerful, I'm very beautiful, and I'm very fearless." 
you know, what woman would not want to appreciate being called that rather than being called a name which some of you ladies get and, and and the name that the first lady gets at the same time? So how how could you reply to someone when they ask you about those assaults and those type of attacks? Well, I think Sunny brought up a good point when she said it doesn't – when you start calling one person one thing and, and pretty much – that term monkey and porch monkey and all that is relegated to, to black and women of color, first of all. So that right there, you know, if if we are women who espouse God, family, and country, we have to, we have to, we, we got to go above the fray, in other words. Amen. We have to go above the fray. We have to be respectful to all people in the light of, okay, this is where we can be respectful, but understand that, if someone is saying it and it's it's just remarks that are out that are disrespectful and not have anything to do with policies and things like that, then there's really no no reason for it, okay, mm-hmm. except people just being ignorant. Mm-hmm. However, let's yeah. look at the real things that may be making people uncomfortable, upset, and maybe taking them down some levels to where they, they might get personal and say some personal things about Michelle Obama or about any other person that they, they disagree with. So I think for me, you know, part of the tour, again, is to try to, to, to educate, encourage women, but we're not just wanting to preach to the choir, okay? So, you know, we don't want to preach to the choir and just keep rallying ourselves. We know that. We have the truth. But there's a couple of women who ask questions like that. I would invite them to, you know, the rally, go to the website, get some information, and, you know, really just understand what we're about. Because I would want to answer their questions. Mm-hmm. If they're open, I want to answer it. But you got to realize a lot of people aren't open. They just want to use something someone said. They just want to use something that someone said and then try to spin us in a bad light. You got to be. You got to be careful that they don't take us down some road that leads to nowhere. That's right. And so, and that, but that's that's why I get on the game of not even answering the questions that are asked to me. And you and you know me. I'm famous for that. I do it in a heartbeat. You know, like like she said, they'll try to take you down a road where 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 they want either you to say nice things about Michelle Obama that they can get caught on tape for that, or they want you to lose your you lose your cool and and go out of out of pocket and say something. You know. Totally disrespectful, and 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 they want they want to switch your words. They want to play with what you say and your message. And so that's why I, I got to the point where once you figure that out, once you know their tactics, then it's easy to defeat them. And that's why when 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 they even attempt to get me on that path, I be I, I change the subject because I'm like, is that really what you want to talk about? Is that you know what I'm saying? Is that really is is it that you want me to sit here and talk about Michelle Obama or is it you want me to um to get caught up saying something? Well, how about we talk about this? And that's why yeah. why I said in the beginning I really don't talk about her because it's it's is except when it comes to like like Selena said is the issues when you're talking about going to the restaurants and forcing them to change their menus. Things like that, oh, yes, I will talk about and I will talk about in readiness. But I, I can tell you outside of how I feel about about any woman being called. No, let me, let, me, let me rephrase that. Any woman who doesn't put herself in a position to be called out negatively in that fashion, because there are some women that are, in my opinion, who fully deserve everything they get, not in terms of any kind of violence or like that. I'm talking about in in the public eye, 
for the way they con for the way they conduct themselves. Yeah. But if Michelle Obama is not in that, you know, if she was out, uh, nigga, what, you know, acting like that, then I'm like, okay, then she'd have flipped out and lost her mind. But I can mm-hmm. argue with her on the policy matter and the policy count of it, but I'm not going to sit and justify anyone calling her out of her name just for the sake of calling her out of her name. But you're also not going to get me to be stuck in a conversation on Michelle Obama because – and I know we're having this now, but it's, it's, the, it's in the context of how we get past that offensive of defensive fight. Sure. Because right. the minute you start talking Michelle Obama, you are on defense. The minute there, you yeah, allow the conversation to go to that point, you are on defense. And, and it has messed up your whole strategy for the game. So at that point, it is for you to get back onto your game and not to sit there and be caught in a in a, in a conversation that's not policy wise, that's only created for the left to have you somehow pointed out as the bad guy. And and I, I refuse to play that game. So as soon as they get me on that role, I'll change the subject in a heartbeat. Yeah, it, it, it's it's something that you can't allow them to to. Um snowball you into has a snowball effect. They go one thing and they go to another. So, yes. you know, one of the things that we're doing to try to, Pudby and, and uh, Sonny, to try to counteract and also be offensive yeah. in this movement is um, I'm doing a live stream show mm-hmm. starting next week for about an hour a day, live streaming so people know how, you know, what, what these topics are, what's going on. They can make, uh, you know, it'll be videos live and they can uh, – request stops, they can arrange for me and others to come to their area or people in other areas can say, you know, can you come here, can we join forces together as conservative women? And it's also to help support the tour. Support the tour, they get a copy of Sarah Palin's book, uh, Faith and Values, they get a voter guide, they get some, my book, Power Within a Conservative Woman, just things like that because the message has to get out. We have a small window if we're trying to affect some sort of change by 2012, but more importantly, we have to continually raise the bar. You know, Sonny was making a point about Michelle Obama raising the bar and going above that mm-hmm. and not being stuck there. Okay, so we have to raise the bar in that. So that's some of the things that are happening on this end as we're touring in our RV and, and doing that to make it um, – but and I would love Sunny to connect with you and and have you be a part of what we're doing. This is all about powerful, beautiful, fearless, and you fit that mold perfectly. <laughs> oh, thank you. Listen to the love on the scene. There's nowhere else you can get this kind of love, man, other than the KRP Radio Show. And I think everybody know that six one nine six three eight eight five five nine is the number. Even though we're not taking your call right now, KRPRadioShow.com is the web address if you want to listen to the show live. We're also on iTunes. Facebook, hit us up, facebook.com slash KRP Radio Show. And we're on Twitter, at symbol NC Pudgy, at symbol KRP Radio Show. And Sonny, yours is uh, at symbol S-O-N-N-I-E Johnson. And Selena, you're on Twitter? Uh, yes. Look, see, she got so much going on. (laughs) She's got so much going on, folks. Right now, she's about to call her assistant and say, um, I need all the Twitter info. Watch. Conserve woman. We had to make it short. So woman. At conserve woman. Check them out, folks. They also they listen. If you want to contact them, all the ladies out there, to all the ladies listening, 
if you want to contact these women right here, these very beautiful, very powerful, very beautiful, very fearless women, conservative women, contact them on their Facebooks, on their Twitters, wherever you find their information, and get at them and ask them a question because I, I know there's a lot going on. You're hearing so much in the media. You're hearing so much on the news and on the radio, and I know Tom John always got his say-so. And let me tell you something. Tom John ain't Moses. So for all you folks out there, you can barely understand what the man's saying. Shout out to Tom Jordan, baby. He might play this back and probably get at me, but it's all good. One thing about this show, you'll understand every single word we're saying outside of the laughing. But I do love Sybil. Shout out to Sybil and Jay. Anyway, um, that's my uh, getting that Tom Jordan moment for this afternoon. Also got to give a special shout out to my man, William Owens. He is a dedicated husband of 26 years. Is that right, Selena? What's up? Almost 27, October 3rd. See, almost 27 years. <laughs> Proud husband, dedicated father to four children, four kids that he have together. And I'm not going to give the ages out because that ain't none of y'all business. Anyway, he loves his country. He loves America. He's a proud advocate for just the righteous institution of God in this country, author of several books, Christian literature. And, uh, you know, you can catch him online if you want to get at him. Maybe you want to comment, www.tpartyreview.com, baby. Tea Party Review. I got that Southern draw going on tonight for whatever reason, man. Um, hit them up. Let them know how you feel, folks. Get some more information. Stay informed. Get informed. Ladies, I have to ask this question, and you ain't going to like me for this, but I've got to rewind for a second. And I just want to ask you guys, because we were talking about 2008, and we were talking about so many new faces in this. And, Selena, you mentioned that you just, you well, not just got involved. For Christ's sake, it's 2012 now, but... In 2008, you got involved, and what was the defining moment And when you said, hey, I got to do something different, I got to do something special, I need to do something personal to defend or to represent my country? What was the defining moment for you? Pudgy, the, the call came to me. I didn't pursue it. All right. Right now. It came to us. We didn't pursue it. We were busy publishing Christian literature mm-hmm. for people who wanted their books done. Very busy in that. The call came to us. Defend our values. We were conservative at heart, but this was not part of our overall scheme, you know, in life. We weren't looking that way. In fact, we didn't even have um, cable television because we didn't really watch anything. We're very busy. We got cable to watch Fox and keep up with stuff after that. However, the call came to us, and it's because it did that I was able and my husband was able to sort of shift focus a little bit and to pay attention to and the publishing efforts and all the things that we do publishing-wise, media-wise, and things like that came into focus, came into play, and, and God kind of wove it there And um, for a time of the season, yes. Wow. That's powerful when you get a calling. <laughs> when, you, when you get a call to do something, and, and I'm one that has ignored that call before, and you pay for it, buddy. <laughs> you pay for it, let me tell you. So it's beautiful that you guys took that call and went on a mission. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, and I want to say that this is not a grand idea, powerful, beautiful, fearless. I mean, yes, God deposits in you and, 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 and gives you witty inventions, but this is not something we just struck up the band and sitting around one night deciding, oh, let's just do this and do that. Yeah. This is not. This is a mandate. This, that's and something – sorry, go ahead. It, you know, you trade a car for an RV and you walk away from a condo and nice houses and what have you, and, you know, I'm sitting over, you know – ate dinner and rolled up in parks somewhere to call you. I mean, it's as grassroots as it gets. So 
Yeah. It's a mandate, and we we thoroughly enjoy it. it. It comes with a little bit of a price, but, you know, when God calls you to something, he's equipped you. I can look back. I don't want to spend your show and all this, but I can look back over many, many years and see all kinds of large and small ways that we've been pre- prepared for for now and why oh, it's relevant that we're doing what we do right now, not 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 next year. And we couldn't have done it, you know, five years ago. It, it, it can only come in 2008. It, it couldn't come in And that's another thing that's that's beautiful about it is that 
is that, you know, as we continue to get more active and to do different things in the community, God is going to link us with the right people, whether it's for a season or whether it's for the long term, for, for each particular battle. And the battle that we're about to face now as as conservatives and, and in this conservative movement, you know, we have to find like-minded people. We have to find courageous people. We have to find soldiers to link arms with and to go out and fight because that that's part of their part of their tactic is to divide and conquer. If we don't let them divide us, if we stand united, we will tear them up every single time. And you know, this this conversation is good about the women because when I look at the movement, even in two thousand ten it was the woman that was at the forefront. You know, the men, we still trying to play catch-up. There's a couple of us out there that's, that's rocking. Our voices are really loud. But when you really look at it, it's the women that's spearheading this movement, man. So, you know, I applaud y'all and y'all efforts and for y'all being the backbone of this of this movement. And, and I see y'all out here just waiting. Seem like y'all out here working, waiting for the men to catch up. Well, I want to let y'all know we coming. You know, the reinforcements is on the way. We coming, yielding, swinging our swords ready for battle. No, that's what it's about. We can't, you know, even in my book, uh, the last chapter is dedicated to the conservative man. And, um, you know, I can't, we don't want to, I don't want to stand in just the strength of myself. And I can't stand in the strength of myself. So conservative man is, is there too. But I um, I encourage everybody to, to visit the site, conservativewoman.net and see how you can support, see how you can uh, take advantage of the live stream and the things that we have going on there. And on Facebook, Conservative Woman Tour uh, on Facebook. Like our page. We're trying to get a lot of likes on there. We're we're keeping pretty good. We're almost at 400. We've only launched about a month ago. And March 17th was our launch date. So um, going uh, a little over a month. So, Selena, about you. About the tour, where where y'all where y'all headed to next? Where's the next couple of stops? I know y'all was here, Raleigh, um, at the oh, at the tea Raleigh. party here. Yep, I was I was here uh, uh, with y'all when you spoke at the uh, when when uh, New Gingrich was here. Uh, but where where y'all at now? Where y'all headed to next? Now I'm in the beautiful state of Florida. We're live streaming for about a week to ten days here. Ramp up, ramping up. Got some invitations to go to New Hampshire. Possibly back through North Carolina and well, where's that other stuff? Missouri, um, Iowa. So they're kind of far in between California. So we're trying to make the, uh, the what we call whistle small stops where people can come out. They can galvanize some of their uh, conservative women there. We stop somewhere at a church, at an event, at a parking lot somewhere. Where they can host a facility. When we toured across the country, there was a lot of whistle stops on the tours that we were on, and we know exactly how effective those are. Talked for about an hour there, 30 minutes, 35 minutes, 40 minutes to an hour on the way to a bigger stop or a more sit-down type of stop. Very fun, very engaging. It's it's almost summertime. People want to come out and have fun. You know, women, we're going to come Uh out and, and, and make a big deal out of everything, so... Just encourage everybody, spread news, get involved, you know, mm-hmm. we join up and find a way that we can connect and, you know, show them what powerful, beautiful, fearless is. We're yep, not yep. going to be polarized. We're not going to be boxed, and we're not going to be compartmentalized into any one thing. This is, a, this is each individual woman sharing her voice and her position in this movement. Yep. It's not about me. It's about each conservative woman. So when 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 y'all when y'all coming back um, up up this way towards North Carolina, Virginia, 
area so we can try to find out where y'all at. So how can, you know, people connect with you when y'all come back up this way? When you host a whistle stop, Puggy. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> Somebody out still three million land, host a whistle stop, host a tour, host a stop. Doesn't cost much, take much. We don't require much. But it's there, and that's how we move. That's how we move. We move by demand when people want us demand. So we take it one day at a time. We'll finish this assignment here in Florida with the live stream, and we'll know our next stop. We have we completely do it by faith. We'll know what our next what our next stop is. I'm writing right. Now. I'm writing right now as we speak. If if someone wanted to book you guys, you know, wanted to host a stop, you know, what would they have to do to make that happen, and how would they contact you? They can go to our site, conservativewoman.net. There's a form. There's uh, conservativewoman.net backslash whistle-stop. There they can have all the information. They can go there, fill out, you know, dates, what they might have in mind to do, blase, blase. All the information is there. And once they fill out the form, we contact them because then we have a, a grip on what they're, you know, it helps us and it helps them. They have right. a chance to think about what they want to do and fill the form out. We have a chance to ingest that and get back to them, and we're on, the, on one accord. And we talk to them about setting up that potential stop. We were at um, a couple of rallies in North Carolina and then one in Washington, D.C. So from there, people want us to come to New Hampshire. So between now and New Hampshire, all the way up the eastern seaboard, beautiful eastern seaboard, we wow. find people who find us, and they say, if you're coming this way, and we say, this is the way we're going, this is our objective as New Hampshire, there's a lot of stops, a lot of places to go. First we can in there. So it's a total, it's a total move state. Uh, it really is. We complete one assignment, and we believe God when we get to the wall, you know, hmm. we, we're going to get through. See, how, how can people... It's, what's amazing about this is is that you have people that contradict everything that we all do, um, just for the sake of being in, at a at a different political perspective or or belonging to a different party or or what may have you. But I, I don't get it. If if you really believe in God and if you really have faith in God, how can you even look at what we're doing and, and define it as being negative or define it as being biased or or you know have a strong opinion against it? See, you, folks. I don't I don't get that. I mean, I I really don't get that. There's a number of folks out there that you could really look at and you could go, you know what, they're in this for votes or they're in this for what may have you. But, you know, we're saying it loud and clear. And, and as a member of the Frederick Douglass Foundation of North Carolina, I know this is something that Kevin preaches all the time and, and almost, you know, word for word what he says. We're not in this for election cycles. You know, and, and I always say, you know, this is a lifetime event for me. This is a lifetime movement. This is a soul mission. It's not, you know, trying to get someone elected. Sometimes the chips fall like that. You know, sometimes there are people that, that we have full faith in and that we may endorse or may not or that we feel strongly about and think that, would you know, would, would be a great person in a certain position. Um, but, you know, none of us are doing this thing for uh, uh, an election cycle. So for people to look at what we do and to think that it's just something uh, fly by night or, or you know, we're biased because we are we believe in certain uh, our political principle is, is absolutely crazy. And it's astounding to me. I don't, understand, I don't understand how people can come to that conclusion. The condition of the heart. Hey, you know, I, I don't know. Got and, me. And people leading us astray. Um, 
Uh, William Owens got a book. <laughs> he got a book uh, called. Don't uh, do it! Don't say it! Something about these guys in the pulpit. I don't know what he. I don't remember what he called them, but the title Bastards. of the book. <laughs> that's what it is. Bastards. Let's call it what it is. Is this Daniels that's on the phone? Yes, it is. Hi, Kevin. We okay. All right. Now I'm making the connection here. How are yeah. you? We saw each other in Raleigh a couple weeks ago. Yes, ma'am. I'm doing all right. I'm sitting here working okay. on the computer. And just jumped on real quick, but um, yes, your husband got a book, and uh, where he where he outlines um, <laughs> part of the reason why <laughs> we are it. where we are, um, because when you have those leaders, those people that that are supposed to be the spiritual authority, those people that say they are called of God to lead us based upon certain principles, and that have a and that have a mission, when they're not standing up for, how do we that that that, that there's no one left that, that has those titles and supposed to be in that spiritual authority, those leadership positions that are holding these people accountable, these elected officials, these politicians. You know, they're supposed to be those, um, when it comes to politics, those Isaiah 9 and 6 people Ooh. where it says that unto us a child is born and the government shall be upon his shoulders. If the pastors, the, 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 the bastards in the pulpit are being just that, then how are we supposed to be a nation where the, the, the government is going to be up on the Lord's shoulders, and we're going to call him Wonderful Counselor. You know, so we're going to continue well, to be led astray. And, and, you know. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let the mister answer that one. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I somebody call my name. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? What are you doing, brother? First of all, I'd just like to um, greet Sonny and say God bless you. It's good to hear you and my wife. Um, share similar values and defend our great country and more importantly to defend the truth. Of course, the truth needs no defense, Mm -hmm. but when we allow our vocal cords to be used for it, you know, there's a blessing there. So uh, greetings to you and and, and greetings to the host of this radio talk show. It's it's good to have a few seconds to say hello to everyone. Nice. Thanks for coming on and saying hello to, we, we were just highlighting your book, and um, I, I first met you guys in in Washington at the FDF in uh, what was that? that was a, Leadership uh, summit for the, for the runaway slave uh-huh. um, screening. Well, the, the, sh- the, the shooting of the movie, a part of the movie. That's where I met you guys. And uh, right. man, I, I I enjoyed I enjoyed that round table. Let me tell you, you um you shine through that round table, brother. <laughs> I know a lot of that in the movie. I, I missed the screening, but um. I, I missed the uh, the premiere, but I'm going to catch another premiere here sometime soon, I hope. And um, how, how do you guys feel about that? How do you feel about that, William? Well, let me just respond to the book you had mentioned for the oh, sheer please. fact that it is a, a prominent issue in our culture today. Um, it's no way possible you can see the decline of this nation uh, without the irresponsibility of the leaders of the church. And... Um, it, America became what it is not because of smart lawyers, but it became because of the calluses that form upon the knees of praying people. And, you know, the, the, the failure for much of church leadership to demand uh, truth to be uttered in the streets and in the halls of Congress and within the laws that shape this country is paramount. It's obvious. The morality, the decline of mor- mor- morality a lot of people say you can't legislate morality. Well, if that was true, then we would not have laws that protect us from indecent people who would like to take take from us what ours. You know, even thou shalt not steal is a moral standard. 
and this is why if you steal, you go to jail. You know, so years ago, I was studying Hebrews 12 and 8 that says, if you be without chastisement, where all are partakers, then you be bastards and not sons. And, 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 the, and the term bastards simply mean without father. Now, of course, some people use it in a derogatory sense, but when you look at the true meaning of the word, it, it has relevance in our, sure. in our culture and our generation today. Yeah. So Baptist in the pulpit is based on 12, uh, Hebrews 12 and 8, and it just addresses the fact you have those who are in, in the courts of leadership within the church, but they themselves are without father in terms of God being their father and doing the things that God would love. Wow. Uh, That's you powerful. just sent a stake through Jesse Jackson's heart. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> you just sent a stake right through his heart. He, 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 had a heart, he had chest pain just now. Well, you know what? That's a, that's a lot of. I'm, go ahead, Will. You, you got it. You know, you've heard the saying, if the shoe fit, I don't care how much you try to hide your that shoe will find it eventually. That's and, right. Um, and, and it's without respect of persons. God is not respect of persons. He's not an American. He doesn't get caught up in personality. <laughs> he doesn't care what nation is who and where and how much it has because all the gold and silver is his and so is the cow. So, you know, if it fits Jesse Jackson, it fits him. And for that matter, I wrote the book, and if it fits me, it's going to fit me too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's high time that we be accountable and be voices for truth um, because no matter how long we live, one day we must die, and we must stand before him and be judged. Mm-mm. Good God Almighty. Hey, can I get an amen, everybody, on the line? <laughs> Listen, that's a lot of what we're facing right now, um, especially in North Carolina with the, with a lot of the uh, – Reverence, a lot of the preachers, a lot of the men of faith, uh, uh, supposedly, um, when we're dealing with the marriage amendment on May 8th, which, which we'll vote on here. And, uh, you know, for, for people who are not familiar with the marriage amendment, it's basically, it, it boils down to, it's called Amendment 1, but it boils down to uh, allowing or not allowing same-sex marriage, uh, which is already against the law in North Carolina currently. Um, but we're wanting an amendment to prevent the, the homosexual marriage in North Carolina, not preventing the rights of homosexual partnerships or couples or what may have you, roommates or what you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's a major issue in North Carolina right now, but there's a lot of pastors out here that are advocating um, not wanting that, that marriage. In, in other words, they're expressing their, their feelings that, you know, homosexuals should be allowed to be married, and uh, it doesn't go goes, goes against uh, Christian faith. So, uh, William, I, I know this is ladies first, and, and I wanted to ask the ladies about that, and I also wanted to ask them about birth control. But if you will, just for a second, uh, could you could you shine some light on that and, and just give us your opinion? Well, sure, and then I'll be I'll hand the phone back over to my wife. And let me just say that the Bible is clear on um, men exchanging the use of a woman because they burn in themselves one for another. And these are the signs of Sodom and Gomorrah. And it's, it's not so much we look at the sexual implications of a homosexual. First of all, the word homo means same. And so when a group or a nation or a community of people have affinity for themselves, they will also welcome others who have affinity for themselves. And what's happening is church leadership is having affinity for itself, even though they might not be involved with or personally endorse the homosexual agenda, and that is sexual relationships one with another, they still have the same spirit, and that is they are all about themselves. Mm. They're about themselves. 
So this is why it's not a big deal for them to wince or to blink at the fact, well, they have their sexual preferences, but I have mine. So they're, in, in essence, of the same league. They are still homo. They are all about themselves. Jesus. They, are, they, are, they have ostracized and set themselves aside from the counsel of God. And it's also indicative of the fact that God has rejected them. Mm. You know, we, we sometimes yeah. we trip about, you know, how people are treating us. But if we stand for truth, it's not so much that they've rejected us, but even yeah, God's whole family, what are you crying for? He hasn't rejected you. They rejected me. Mm. And so this is why it is so easy for many of these pastors who are being paid, by the way, mm-hmm. they are being paid um, for them to give an opinion for homosexuals to have the right to marry of the same sex. That's not a right that man can give because marriage wasn't defined, ordained, or created by man. It was mm. defined, ordained, and created by God himself. So that's my take on it. It's been a pleasure sharing with you. I'm going to put the lovely Mrs. Owens back on the phone. God bless everyone. Keep us in your prayers. And never, never be afraid. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's powerful stuff. Very powerful stuff. And uh, I'm not- so lucky conservative woman, you. Oh, I got a chance to come back here and put the laundry up while he's talking. You know what? See that's, it that's life right there. Exactly. See, that's what I'm saying. That, that's that's real life right there, and, and that's a part of radio that you don't hear. That's a, that's a part of media that you don't get. Is is a lot of real life. There's a lot of fairy tales going on out there, and people just believe anything that they hear and see on TV. It seems everybody wants a reality TV show. Everybody wants to be a certain kind of housewives. They got our kids believing all this stuff, and it's nuts. It's going crazy out here. So, folks, if you aren't raising your kids and you're letting the TV raise your kids, it's chaos. You got chaos on your hands. Um, I wanted to ask you ladies about something, and we're going to close the show in about five, six minutes, but I just wanted to ask you ladies uh, about the whole birth control issue. Uh, <laughs> I could go into specifics, but I just want to know, because I, I we've actually been asked on the show, someone wrote us a, a message, and it was rather long, but the gist of what they were saying is they were asking, uh, does conservatives believe simply in birth control in the form of medication and is that of God excuse me and is that of God and and this person was really sincere they wasn't you know trying to be funny it seemed that they really had a question and and they really wanted to uh to know about that so i i i thought i would refer the question to you ladies well you know birth control i mean just do conservatives use birth control it's, it's almost like saying do we take medicine if we have a headache or something i mean each individual person has their own individual way that they're going to live their life. As a conservative woman, if conservative women are espousing God, family, and country, I believe that they will have a moral obligation to use their bodies in the way that would honor God, honor family, honor the sanctity of life. If they don't want to have large families, they might use contraceptive means in order to not continue to get pregnant. The thing that conservative women don't do is use abortion as a form of birth control. The very thing that they tout in the black communities, the very reason why our race, black race, is declining and not increasing in America. Combine that with the fact of how many black men are in jail and how many black-on-black murders we have, the rate is declining. So birth control, abortion is touted as birth control in black communities. 
over 3,000 babies die a day in America. Mm-hmm. 70% of those come from the inner cities. Go through and see the billboards that are there. There's nothing wrong with taking measures to do things that keep a normal pace. Murder, which is abortion, is a different story. So um, there was a second part to that question. I, you, you said you they take birth control and, and oh, is it is it is, okay to do it or something? Was that the yeah, second she, part of the? Yeah, she's a Christian woman, and she was asking, was it was it of God to uh, to be responsible using birth control? I personally don't have any conviction about it, other than just using, you know, as, as I stated, just just you know how abortion is touted as birth control in 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 inner city neighborhoods. Other than that, families make their decisions on how they how many children they want and how they're going to do it. So. Yeah. That's my answer for it. I, I and, think, and simply, yeah. I'll I'll back her up on that. I mean, get real. You know, not everybody has their personal problems and their personal issues. It's not like we're conservative women, so we don't have to deal with the same thing that that, that liberal women right. deal with. It. It's just that we look at it differently. Or, or, or so to speak. So if you have your family and you know financially you're at a point where you shouldn't have any more kids, not because the government says so, because in your mind you know you can't afford it, don't say use birth control. Nobody is trying to tell you that that, that you can't. Right. Our whole issue is like what with, with what Selena says is when you convince a population that, Abortion is a form of birth control. Mm-hmm. That is a that is a huge problem. Once mm-hmm. you convince them that murdering your children is, is is it goes back to what the pastor said. That's when you are or I'm sorry, was he a pastor? <laughs> Her husband, Selena's husband. What he said yeah. about uh, about the um, are you of God? Because if you are of God and you truly believe in God and that God has a plan for you, then that child was more than likely part of the plan. You know what I'm right. saying? So yet again, I, I, I like that term. You are homo because you are saved. <laughs> you are not. You are just. You know what I'm saying? In the context of how he used it, you know what I'm saying? You are separated from God. You are selfish. You are thinking that you know better than what He knows um, for you. And and all the time we sit around and we're praying, God answer my prayer. God listen to me. God do this, do that, or the other. And then he gives you a child, and you're like, "Oh no!" And you want to go and uh, abort the baby. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the part that's the point that we have a problem with. But it, outside of you being in control of your own body, I'm a small L libertarian in that sense. I don't want control over your body. I don't. I want you to be able to plan your life the way you see fit, the way you choose. But I don't think that once you have a baby into the situation that that is anything other than selfish for you to decide that that baby doesn't even deserve a chance. And and that's the only way that's the only way the only stance on uh, how they use contraception as a battle weapon that that most conservative women have is that we are pro-life and we do look at the um the life as a child as something that's worth protecting. Wow. 
B.I.G. right there, and I love that, and I, and, I, and I totally agree with that. Shout out to Edna. Um, I, I won't say your last name. Shout out to Edna. She gives a shout out to both you ladies. Says she definitely enjoyed the show. She appreciated what you guys had to offer the show, and she also gave me a shout out saying, "Hey, I appreciate you having the show, highlighting ladies such as these two right here." So shout out to you, Edna. Uh, um, shout out to you. You know, B.I.G. Appreciate you rocking with us, Orlando, Florida. Looks like, and um, shout out to you, ladies, man. Also, I, I really appreciate you guys rocking with us holding it down, shining some light on a whole lot of different situations. Um, before we go, though, Sonny, i, I got to ask you about Politics. If you let the people know what Politics is and a little information about it real quick, if you don't mind. Okay, well, it's just uh, uh, our, our take on getting the conservative news out. And so you have a bunch of – give me the name of the title of the tour again. It's Beautiful, Beautiful, Beautiful Conservative Woman Tour. Well, do you have all those sitting on a panel talking about politics? <laughs> and and there there's strong women, Anne Morell, Dr. Gina and um ah, please don't forgive me, I forgive me, I forget her name, the last one. But it's just a group of conservative women. We sit around, we talk politics, we um we have a good time. And um, we we shot some episodes. I'm going back to shoot some more, so we'll be in constant rotation. But check it out at politichicks dot tv. And um, we're we're looking just to do some wonderful things in the, in the future with that and with everything else I'm doing. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, S O N N I E Johnson, and get in touch with me. Any questions, I answer them as long as they ain't vowel and um. You know, there you go. I did the personal shout-out. There it is. I like oh. that. I'm still going to ask you, though, so please give me a shout-out. <laughs> Both of you ladies, get your shout-outs ready. You can shout-out your kids, your wives, your hu- I'm sorry, Lord, Jesus. You can shout-out your kids, your husbands, your cousins, brothers, grandmothers, fathers, anybody, but you're going to give a shout-out before we leave here because we do shout-outs. <laughs> then I'll shout-out your wife. Uh-oh. <laughs> For having to do, having to let you go and do what you do and still be at home holding holding down the fort. So, you know, shout That's out right. to Miss P, shout out to to Miss Kev as well for having the same thing of knowing the sacrifice on the other side of it of what it's like when since I'm the one that's moving, you know, I, I understand what it's like from the other side as well. So big shout out to the spouses that that stay at home and hold everything down while we go and activate. And and for the spouses like um like uh Selena's husband who goes on the road with her. So shout out to all of our better halves that 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 keep us moving forward. That's a big shout out. Amen. He's driving now cuz we got to get somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> So I give a shout-out to my husband and for being everything that he is. I give a shout-out to our Lord Jesus Christ because without him, I'd be lost, and I was lost, and in sin and in darkness, and I thank him for his light. I know that's right. He have to call me and choose me, but he did, out of obscure darkness. And I thank, I thank God for the opportunity just to serve him. And I thank God that we're we can be missionaries and we can be voices right here in the beautiful land of America. Um, wow. So I, you know, it's just you know, believe it or not, Lord knows how to take you through even in this great and prosperous land. But it's uh, He's worthy. So I I give Him a shout out to my beautiful children, two of which live in North Carolina. Hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> and um. 
You know, I'm still in school in North Carolina. Sure, I am. <laughs> what in the world? I, you you must yeah, got I had to take my exam today before I told you. <laughs> She's like that movie. Huh? She got some extra time in the day that she can add somewhere, man. Because I don't know how you do it. It's Superwoman. She just reversed the globe. <laughs> you know, you just—it's how we roll. It's just how you do it. You just one thing after the other. It's just being about your purpose, just like you are, just like Sunny is, like Kevin is. Just being about your purpose, and you you get it done. You just—it's it's just what you do. It's very easy for you to do what you do, uh, Fudgy, because it's, it's, you know, your mandate, your call for Sunny to mm. to take. And she was just, you know, easy answers and rolling off, no hesitation, because yeah. it's her purpose. Uh, and that's just how it is. We all just have a part in this. And I'm thankful that we just have like-minded, clear minds, and we have, um, you know, the, the right objectives. I'm, I'm just thankful to be part of a group of conservatives and people who just have the right mindset. You know, I'm not I'm not part of the wrong team here. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's true. That makes a lot of sense. And shout out, shout out to, I want to give a shout out to you guys. Shout out to my man, Kevin Daines, LaVonda, my sister and brother in Christ, and my sister and brother whom we have adopted over here. Definitely a shout out to my family, my wife, and everybody else. Got to give a shout out to Justin Baines out there with Jay Morrison Media. That's uh, Jay Morrison Media. Dot com B.I.G., shout out to him, man. They do um, photography and video production. It's called JMG Media. They do an awesome, awesome, awesome job. These folks are great. So look them up, folks. Um, shout out to all the listeners out there. B.I.G., shout out to my Frederick Douglass fa- family, Foundation family. Appreciate you guys for what you guys do. Shout out to Tim Johnson always. And a shout out to everybody out there who listens to the KRP Radio Show. I really appreciate you guys for rocking with us. And as normal, God is love. Love is God. Don't forget, next week, we coming right back, and we got a special guest, Dr. Wendy Walsh. All right, check her out. Dr. Wendy Walsh, look her up online. She'll be with us closing out part three of Hey Ladies. I appreciate you guys for rocking with us. Selena, Sonny, love you guys. Be blessed, man. Be encouraged. Stay encouraged and be covered in prayer. We are out of here. Next Sunday, we'll be right back. Same time, same place, 8 p.m. We're going to be rocking it live. Be blessed. K-I-R-P